0: And this is podcast number 197. Hard to believe. And that's a big, well, that's three. That means we're on the podium on our way to 200. <clears throat> this is the No Church Answers Tour. And we're glad you're here. And where is here? Where here is Sugarland, Texas. So grab a globe, spin it around. Bang. Not sure where you ended up, but spin it around. Find Texas. Southeast side of Texas is Houston. Southwest side of Houston is Sugarland. We're just about to get out of the COVID quarantine, but in the meantime, we're in undisclosed locations around Sugarland. so, but we're not pastors, we're just regular guys, each of us on our own spiritual journey, and we take this No Church Answers tour seriously, because what we do is we take the scriptures, we dig deep into them, we update them, we put a man spin on it, <clears throat> and we, we're out there to discuss it, Uh, with all of you. And we do this weekly and we're coming up on our 200th. We feel that all men are leaders, leaders of your family, leaders at work, leaders at your church or community. But sometimes that lead dog needs to be charged and spiritually fed. And that's why we're here. So you may have found us on SoundCloud, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. We'd like to invite you to visit our YouTube channel uh, Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men, where you can also find some recent podcasts, learn more about the background of our great panel, and be sure to visit our website, which is at www.man-upspiritualoasis.com. Man, the Professor you he's been posting some weekly meditations on Lent that are just awesome, and you're going to want to go ahead and uh, check them out. And I know a couple of the panelists are pretty happy during this March Madness. It's not me because I went to central Michigan. And if they went to the sweet 16, it's because they had good seats.
1: (laughs) Go orange.
2: (laughs) Go Cougs.
0: If you can't guess that's our producer, Mr. Steve Titch and the professor Koshu, I don't know if you guys put a bet on, on, uh, the game or anything? Did
2: you? We are actually in in a bracket run by my oldest son together. So, yes.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. One of us will be dis. We're recording this before they play. One of us is going to be disappointed. In fact, both of us might be because by the time this runs, the final four will be set. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe uh, I'll, I'll put up some uh, some New York pizza against a Texas. Uh,
2: barbecue. Oh, we, we can do that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, definitely so. Yeah.
1: Definitely so. <laughs> awesome. Um, I do know that Robert wants to uh, bring up um, something that was in the paper today connected with the NCAA tournament.
2: Uh, it, it's really interesting. It's just something we always talk about, and I do not want to have a long discussion on this. Just um, if for our listeners, if there's a group on Facebook you want to follow, a Christ, the Christian Post is who re- I would recommend. They do a lot of great articles. They're basically a Christian news aggregator. And they mentioned, and this is just something we've talked time and time and time again about how Christianity and the culture of faith is under attack on some level. Um, USA Today, an editor, published an article today that basically said, or Roberts University, the darling outside of Loyola, Chicago with sister Jean of the NCAA tournament, who has upset Ohio state and Illinois to advance to the sweet 16 that they basically should be kicked out of the tournament. And we need to have a conversation about them with their quote unquote outdated moral theories against same-sex marriage and homosexual relationships. And it's just you know like I said don't want to have a long conversation about it matter of fact we can drop it here I just I would encourage our listeners go read that because it's really a great example of how the cancer cult, cancel culture and sometimes I do think it gets overblown is really going to be at some level coming after people of faith so well, just wrong. want to you mention made that. A good point you know, it back to it, Steve there hey wait
3: they're getting they're getting. The university's poly, policy mixed up with the ability of the athletes. And that's what I don't like about it. So I, I'm glad you brought up that, that point, Robert. Uh, the athletes are tremendous. Don't mix the two together, don't mix apples and oranges. My apologies. I just want to throw that oh, in. That, that's a I, good I, point, I
1: Mike. will say, since, since I went to you, the, the it's interesting to see the way Christians are portrayed in the media because. You mentioned Sister Jean and Loyola. Another, uh, we, we, the, the culture likes little old nuns because it's so non-threatening. Challenge the prevailing morality and they don't want to hear it. And that's what you see here. And I, I, I saw your p. I saw the piece actually before it was on Christian Post. Uh, I knew exactly what it was going to be about when I read the headline. And you know, it is it is some Yahoo out there who obviously had uh, nothing to write about yesterday and needed to meet a deadline. So anyway, <laughs> on to Philippians. <laughs> on to Philippians.
0: <laughs> on to Philippians. And uh, you know, I want to go ahead and. Uh... Introduce, what we do, if, if this is your first time, uh, what we do is we go over a uh, ABF or Sunday School Adult Bible Fellowship uh, lesson. We're in the Connect 360. We use a lot of different publications. This is from Baptist Way Press. And this is, I think like our 12th lesson. And it's the study of Philippians. It's been a, it's been a great study. And it's, it's something that you don't get to talk about on a regular basis, and that's why we're glad you're here. And at this time, I want to go ahead and uh, introduce the panel and start with uh, our very happy producer. He's a... Uh, world-class policy writer and uh, professional gambler uh, from Syracuse University, <laughs> producer Steve Titch.
2: Hey Steve, Looks <laughs> <go on. laughs> like he's right. sitting in the stadium.
0: <laughs> That's right. And attorney and former prosecutor, we call him the judge, and his team is out of the tournament. So no cheers, but Michael Cropper <laughs> is That's here. Right. That's right. <laughs> and... And feeling pretty good about himself right now, uh, corporate trainer at a, a Fortune 100 company, kind of the group theologian, uh, proud Houston Coog. We call him the Professor Robert Koshu is here.
2: Go hey
0: <laughs> And we have insurance broker and deacon who has uh, has come on board too. I know his mic is uh, muted, but. Kyle Trahan is here joining us. So, hey, hey Kyle. Kyle. Hello,
3: muted Kyle. <laughs> uh,
0: and, and my name is Bill Cox. I'm basically a contractor and a bit of a writer and a Central Michigan University Chippewa. Hey, <laughs> Bill uh, Cox. <laughs> our season's been over for a while. So, uh, yeah. and with that, want to go ahead and get a basic overview of this particular lesson. Start with Michael Cropper.
3: Uh, yeah, folks. We're in Philippians four. Of course, we're in the book of joy, right? Uh, Connect three hundred and sixty. Pure joy, uh, folks. Just couldn't get more practical lesson than what what Bill's than the text. Bill is going to read today. Uh, Paul. Uh, we start a new chapter, chapter four, and Paul talks about our folks. What we deal with every day: worry, conflict, uh, stress. I, as far as I'm concerned, stress is right in there with it. And then he also turns around and says, rejoice in the Lord always. So uh, those two issues, conflict and worry, are a big thing we can talk about. And we will talk about, I'm sure, on this lesson, uh, pardon me, on this podcast. Now, I worry about certain issues, folks. You may worry about different issues than I do. But Learning to trust the Lord is the key to handling worry. And this is according to the scripture Paul will tell us this. Now, how we trust the Lord to help us reduce our worry will also be different to each one of us. Um, folks, COVID, I have I, not mentioned this on the broadcast, but I had COVID about a month ago. And let me tell you, folks, y'all hear all the, uh, the hype on the news, and you hear all the people are dying and everything like that. Um, the first thing that came to my mind whenever I, I, I checked positive for COVID and I had some of the issues, that are, are symptoms of it, folks. First thing comes to my mind: Am I going to die? Right, guys. I mean, you, you, you. What else is going to come to mind? Same thing if you get hit with cancer; uh, that comes to your mind. So, how do you deal with that stress? How do you deal with the worry? We deal with it every day in our works, and 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 work and worry is the greatest thief robber of joy. Uh, but anyway. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop at that. We're in fear are normal. I do want to say that they're a normal part of our life, but they are not good if they interfere with your work or your family life or relationships. Uh, today's text is truly a colorful assortment of, assortment of subjects which Paul will address and Bill will read to us. Bill. All
0: right, and with that, I'll go ahead and I'll read the scripture. Uh, this is Philippians four one through nine. And before I get started, I just got to tell you something. We have the best producer in the podcast universe because Mr. Steve Titch sent out the show notes, even had the pronunciation for a knucklehead like me to make sure that I got the names right. Unfortunately, I probably won't because I've been practicing them wrong. Before I got that. So we're going to go ahead. I'm, I'm going to uh, go with uh, Philippians 4. And this is verses 1 through 9. Therefore, my brothers, whom I love and long for, my joy and crown, stand firm thus in the Lord, my be- beloved. I entreat you, O Dia, and I entreat Syntiki. <clears throat> To agree in the Lord, yes, I ask you also, true companion, help these women who have labored side by side with me in the gospel together with Clement and the rest of my fellow workers whose names are in the book of life. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be be known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things and the God of peace will be with you. Now, I just want to, after I read that, um, I, I got the idea, you know, living in peace, uh, I'm just going to go ahead and I'll, I'll start out with the with the panel real quick. And uh, Steve Titch, I'll go ahead and turn yeah, it over.
1: The, to you. This uh, echoes Matthew six twenty seven from the Sermon on the Mount where Jesus said, who by worrying can add a single hour to his life? Uh, we don't know if if paul had direct access to that writing or the original source documents Uh, when he wrote this he might have told about it that this is something that jesus said or paraphrased it and he picks that up here um and and adds to it by saying you know this is now we are this is through life in christ paul's advice is not to be anxious about anything yet Everyone, this is, this is another one of these difficult things. We talk about all these difficult things in the Bible. This is another one of the more difficult ones. It's almost natural to be anxious about something. Uh, everybody's worried about something. Um, my father made worrying an art form. He would look for things to worry about. Uh, when everything's fine, he'd go, you know, he'd worry about other people. He'd worry about what other people should worry about when those people weren't worrying about it, whatever it was. <laughs> uh, and, and and he'd worry about things he had no control over, which is, uh, I, I when I was noting this, this is kind of like 21st century America. He was a man ahead of his time in that regard because right. it's order, uh, the order of the day seems to be ratchet up all the anxiety. Mike brought up COVID-19 yeah. and now a year later, yeah we're beginning to see that this whole thing, at least it's being questioned, whether Mm -hmm. there was a huge overreaction on the part of our leaders, on the part of the media. Uh, Certainly there seemed to be an interest in the media in keeping this thing boiling, as long as possible because it sold papers or it got ratings and eyeballs. But the cost was the cost was a lot of anxiety uh, for everyone and maybe more anxiety than it should have been. We've, we've seen upticks in suicides. We've seen upticks in loneliness. We've seen upticks in death by despair. Bottom line, we're living in a culture that markets anxiety and makes you feel somehow too out of it if you're not anxious about something if you're not worried about something obviously you're not deeply thinking
0: excellent uh kyle trahan your overview of this uh lesson
4: well that's uh i mean you know kind of a contrast to to steve there you know um in our world there are things that do come at you and yeah for the intro into this lesson uh was talking about you know, a plane taking off and and going through the clouds. Um, And that makes it hard to see. And there are times in all of our lives that you can be caught up in all of the things going on. Could be some going right, but a lot going wrong or, you know, external family things that can be happening and just, Sometimes that cloudiness is, you know, the fog around your head anyway. And to be able to rely on Jesus alone and God alone, sometimes to me is tough to be, okay, well, how do you get that peace that he was talking about in in this uh, verse? You know, how do you just, how do you? and sometimes that's still tough you know um i know i may be a deacon but that's a servant at heart kind of a thing you know understanding how to just rely on god i think sometimes it's still difficult
0: excellent and with that we're going to go ahead and take our first break this is man up spiritual oasis for men podcast number one nine seven we will be right back hey pastors and church leaders Man Up is a refreshing alternative to predictable motivational speakers, offering your audience a chance to connect with everyday Christian men who don't settle for routine Sunday school answers. Interested in learning more? Visit man-upspiritualoasis.com or contact Bill Cox at live show at manupmedia.org. And now, back to the fellows of Man Up. And welcome back to this Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men, podcast number 197. We're storming our way to the to the big, big, big show, uh, podcast number 200 coming up. And I know there's some great things being planned. I can't tell you what they are yet, but they're coming. Uh, this particular lesson was called Don't Be Anxious About Anything. And uh, I, I know everybody, each of us has a little bit of a different personality. And I was lucky that I got raised in, by uh, uh, my grandpa Working on the farm, and also my dad, and uh, everybody was raised a little bit differently, and that's why we focus this particular podcast to men. And what this reminds me of, this particular lesson don't don't be anxious about anything is the three phases of time. There's the past, there's a, the present, and there's the future, and typically what my grandpa always tried to instill in me, that uh, you have to make peace, especially older people, make peace with your past. You plan your future, but you live in the present. The, The amount of time that you spend in each, you adjust as you grow old. Because say when we were a kid, we didn't have much of a past, okay? We had a lot of a future. But you should still stay calm, present in your current um, in your current moment. I can't tell you how much time I've wasted, and I brought this up before. Practicing an argument on the way to work or on a way <laughs> to a client that never happened. It caused I was in that car for a half hour, forty five minutes of anxiety for something that never happened. If I would have just showed up, I I knew the situation before I got there, but I, I waste, I feel I wasted that time. And I think that's a big thing, a big part of it here. Uh, people that live in the past, uh, and have problems with it. I mean, that's depression. You know, I, I, I can't, this happened to me or I did this. And, you know, the people that, uh, uh, have anxiety that they're living in the future. Like, how are we going to get through this? Or uh, what's going to happen next? Well, you know, we don't really know. Even you could not have planned 2020. You could not have planned this. Yeah. What we went through a year. As a matter of fact, when we were even on the edge of it, we thought it'd take last a couple of weeks. But that, but, but that's it. And I think that's the, that's the thing that Paul is getting through, trying to get through that don't be anxious i mean don't be ignorant about it but don't be anxious because you can't control the future you, you know bill
1: bill is yes. there, there your grandfather sitting on his knee you know people are going to therapy and paying you know therapists 180 200 an hour to learn that very thing living in the present mindfulness in fact it's it's even christian counselors teach it's not it's not non-christian don't get on my case but mindfulness right. to live right. to just take a moment and just experience where you are right and, at that very right. moment what's what's happened what do you feel? you feel i feel the fan going around um the windows are closed but sometimes i can hear what's going on just taking that and that in itself is a tr- stress reducer so you, right. what you got from your grandfather people are paying a fortune for in middle age
2: yeah, you're right, you're right. <laughs> Professor. I can tell you I can tell you right now in the talent development world, I've read three books in the last year on mindfulness because they were part of book clubs that I'm a part of in the talent development world. So to Steve's point, you you can spend a fortune on that and just reading <laughs> and learning to practice it. And and I want to compare this to, you know, this this wasn't a new deal with Paul. The The cross-reference scripture is a story from Jesus, and it's Matthew 6, 25 to 34. And it's Jesus saying, therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow nor reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, Add a single hour to your life. And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon, all his splendor, was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which we are here today and tomorrow, is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and righteousness, and all these things are going to be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough of its own, trouble of its own. And and I like that last verse, 34. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, because tomorrow is going to worry about itself. (laughs) You know, how many times do we get all, like Bill said, all wrapped up in, Oh my God. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And 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 it's not that you're not prudent and that you don't take, oh, True. you know, that you don't take, you know, so perfect example, when COVID hit, we had our old camper and we were scheduled to take it in to have some repairs done on it. We held off on those repairs because at the time we were anticipating those repairs to be somewhere in the neighborhood of $2,000. And so we held off on, you know, on the repairs because, okay, let's see how this is all going to shake out. You know, now, nine months in, we're like, okay, we saw how it shaked shake out. Let's go get the repairs done. But it was the, it's it's that thought about how do you, and, and I think this is maybe a conversation we have as a man, how do you draw the line between preparing for stuff and worrying? Where, where is that line? And I think that's a good conversation to have
0: uh pretty solid question there i think the 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 difference is uh preparing yourself to react as opposed with preparing yourself to control the situation and that i think that (laughs) that to me is a huge difference in dealing with the future if you're going to try and control your future Pretty good chance you have a higher uh, anxiety level than you will. You're uh, uh, just going to react.
4: Well, yeah. I mean, if you uh, you know
0: end up having
4: like, uh, oh, we're going to do a biopsy. Okay, go in for your test. They do the thing. Well, we we'll be back to you in three to four weeks with the results. You know, that's where sometimes the worry can certainly set in.
2: Wow. Excellent. I like that. That's a good answer. Mike, what do you What do you think? I'm just curious. What's, what's the line between worry and the line between being prepared? Because as men, we do. We always talk about being prepared and leadership is, you know, leadership is preparing for things because, you know, if okay. you don't prepare, yeah. you're going to have a problem. Yeah, great question.
3: Uh, Harold Stevens says there's a great difference between worry and concern. He says that a worried person sees a problem and a concerned person solves the problem. And then uh, another comment here from Arthur Roach says, worry is a thin stream of fear trickling through the mind. If it is encouraged, it cuts a channel into which all our other thoughts are drained. Um, first of all, worry is something we all do. Now, my my question practically speaking here, what I ask your question again, Robert. What, am I answering your question? Yeah, no, no, very much so. Okay, yeah, no, no. Um, the way I look at it, um, we have scriptures, and Paul tells us how how to handle the worry. He says, um, he says, the peace of God will will that passes all understanding will fill your hearts if you do these certain things. But my question to you and to everyone else, and and I, I know you've been there, is what happens if you do? All these things that Paul says to do and the author says to do, you pray, and, and then you still worry, and then you cannot you cannot sleep. Um, and there's all, every one of us, Bill has, seems to have a lot of control over a lot of things and how he handles his worry, but there is something that might not affect Bill that affects me and makes me worry, right? And uh, I, I think... I think- Go ahead. Go ahead. Well,
1: I think that's kind of, well. That's a that's a human condition right there. Uh, yeah, I agree. I've I lost agree sleep on stuff that's turned out to be rather pointless. I, I only I only say and 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 Bill says this a lot. You, the older you get, the you realize the less stuff is worth worrying about. Uh, certainly, to to take it back to to Robert's question. Um, one way not to worry is to be prepared uh, to, to control what you can. Uh, I, I get, I I get very stressed out when I'm late for stuff. So I always like to build in time (laughs) Um, and, and that, that, that makes things better. You always anticipate you're going to run into traffic going from, you know, here, Sugar Land, downtown on, Weekday mornings at eight o'clock. It's going to take you an hour, an hour and a half maybe you know, allow, allow that time. Don't now I still see people close to me. oh, oh it'll take me a half hour to get downtown. Yeah, it'll take you a half hour on Saturday morning at 6 a.m.
2: Uh yeah no <laughs> not, even that's not, a forty five and, and even, even that and, <laughs> you, Robert knows
1: this stuff and, but even then there are things you're not going to be able to control and it's uh, this is this is where you know we get into the Paul's kind of section here in in verses uh, seven seven eight and nine to to an uninitiated it almost comes across as think happy thoughts. Don't worry, be happy. Think on all the beautiful things. Guys, I'm going to give you a no-church answer here. This doesn't always work.
0: Oh, absolutely
4: not.
2: Absolutely.
4: Come on, let's play the song. Don't worry, be
2: happy. Well, but but it's one of those, it doesn't always work. But I think if you try to make it work, then you end up, maybe you go into worry, but you're not, not in there forever, and I think that's part of the difference between that fine line of being prepared versus worrying, that you're really trying to determine where, you know, because there, there are some people, I have talked to some people, well, I don't need to worry about saving for retirement, because God's <laughs> going to take care of me, you know, now, that being said, I was in financial planning for a while. I will tell you, yes, you do need to worry about planning for your retirement. You know, it is a good thought. God's going to take care of you. Yeah. Well, but the difference is, is it, the yes. difference is, is sitting of worrying is, is
1: doing the due mm-hmm. diligence on that, saving your 10% and um, day-to-day sitting there worrying or worrying about every time you, you hear bad economic news, what it's going to do, watching your portfolio day by day, that will drive you crazy.
2: Oh, it will oh, drive mean, you so, so literally insane. That,
1: that, to me is, <laughs> that to me is the difference. We're, we're planning is, you know, worrying or being, making that a priority or making that a point that you take responsibility mm-hmm. for is one thing. We're at doing it and and then worrying about it is is needless because... You know, like they tell, you know, there's, it can get hairy sometimes we know from this past year, but that's the, I think that's one of the differences. There's taking response, there's acknowledging an issue, taking responsibility for it and doing the best you can, but you're always not, you're not always going to be able to control it.
0: Well, we're getting ready to go to our second hard break. And I just want to put this in uh, perspective for those of you out there that are listening don't be paralyzed by fear that the 11 o'clock bus is going to hit you when it's 7:30 in the morning so and with that we're going, go, we're going to go ahead and take our second break this is man huff we'll be right back
2: here's a little song i wrote you might want to sing it note for note don't worry be happy in every
0: life we have some trouble but when you worry you make it double don't worry be happy don't worry be happy now
1: you're listening to the man up spiritual oasis for men podcast it's brought to you by man up media I'm Pastor Chris Busher, and hey, I know these guys. Their podcast is gritty, authentic, and unexpectedly funny. You can find them on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Facebook, under Man Up, and all other podcasts are archived on SoundCloud, and now even on Pray.com app. They're not pastors, but they're very reliable, regular guys, and that's why their No Church Answers tour movement is growing so fast. So for the Uncommon Man by Equally Uncommon Men, contact Man Up at www.man-upspiritualoasis.com. And now back to the podcast and fellows of Man Up.
0: And welcome back to this Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men, podcast number 197. We're Three away from the big, big, big show.
2: See, we're finally at the rate 200. where his fingers can count that far.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. Well, I have all my fingers, so I can I I can count that far and have a have a spare. So yeah, Bill, well, you
3: made a comment earlier, uh, and and Winston Churchill said something similar to what you said. When I look back at all these worries, I remember the story of the old man who said on his deathbed that he had had a lot of trouble in his life most of which never happened.
0: Oh, (laughs) true. Which is what you said earlier. And and part of being man up, real man, is to be able to tell the difference. What is something worth worrying about and the appropriate level of worry? And we say worry. And it, and that's ratcheted up. That's that's the red. That's worry, anxiety. That's all on the on the far end of the scale. I mean, you should talk. Okay, concern. I get that. Uh, you know, something that that you should be thinking about. Yeah, maybe. But how often does do we go from thinking about it to maybe concern, Red line immediately to be anxious and have anxiety. I I, I know a guy, uh, I'll say his name is Jim because, well, it's Jim, Uh, he worried so much. Uh, He had some kind of anxiety uh, issue. He lost all of his hair, uh, not only hair, uh, facial hair, but his eyebrows and his eyelashes even because of worry. And he ended up being heavily medicated uh, for that, although his his eyelashes and hair didn't come back. But it was the only way that he could deal with it. And he couldn't control his anxiety level. So, uh, real I mean, that is a real-world consequent, among many others, that we could talk Mm -hmm. about uh, uh, because of anxiety.
2: Well, and I, and I, and I, 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 I...
4: That's what forces some of them, you know, for the the serious depression or, you know, going past that for the the suicide or uh, just total snap and do something really stupid, you know, is the worry can get to you. If you don't have, and, you know, I mean, I mentioned it earlier for myself, sometimes it is hard to see past the clouds and get yourself uh, in that analogy of the plane to continue speaking upward and you know finding your hope and joy and peace above the clouds you know and ultimately I know that my trajectory in life is is set you know it's already ordained by God and I'm just in his play you know just so to speak anyway and my day is numbered I don't know when that is I could die tomorrow, mm-hmm. or I could live another, you know, 70 years. Who knows, right? Um,
0: no, you but, won't live another 70.
4: Uh, you never know. I'll, I'll, you I'll, never I'll
0: bet, know. I'll bet the under on that.
4: <laughs> uh, I would not bet against, or I would not bet on me
0: for that one. But, uh, you know, right. uh, again, it's... Right. Uh, well, I think uh, you and you and Steve, uh, Steve being a gambler, and then you, of course, being in the insurance, you guys are really in the middle of risk assessment, and life itself is a risk, and I think a lot of the anxiety that people have is, well, they don't want to die. Well, of course you don't want to die, but you don't want to put so much value on it so that it, that you'll put bubble wrap two feet around you. So if you get hit by the bus, you'll survive. You won't be able to eat a sandwich, <laughs> but you won't die by getting hit by a bus. Or in other words, you work so worry so much about protecting yourself, you don't allow yourself to live. And I think that's an underlying point this particular lesson.
3: Bill, I think what you're saying there, and of course, Kyle and guys, 99% of the stuff we deal with does not worry us, right? It's one of those things we get slapped upside the head, (laughs) or as you mentioned, get hit by a bus at 11 o'clock in the morning when you're prepared at 730. It's getting hit with something that you're totally not expecting. And that's the point of life. It will happen to you you may get run, I mean, you can be driving to work and you may be the greatest driver in the world and someone may run into the back of you. I mean, let's face it, and not your fault. You're even looking for it to happen. You're a very careful driver and they may hit you in the rear. So this one stressful act or this incident can happen to you where you have to deal with it on a level that's, that's real. Uh, question is concern, worry, how do you deal with it? you do what you can and and of course we always always try to prepare minds in case something like that happens or something unexpected happens but the the real thing is 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 if you have to talk with another christian brother talk with other people talk with god share your your feelings about i mean if you're angry tell him i'm angry this occurred i was doing great everything the day was start off great right Tell each other your your problems. Tell the Lord. He will listen to you, too. Um, I, yeah, yeah, go ahead. I go think ahead. there's
1: got to be, I mean, all of this is absolutely right. But even so, even these days, you also have to turn things off or just avoid things. Because, as I said earlier, I think, I think everything around you is built to trigger your anxiety. Um, so you can't watch cable news without something going on to, to, to irritate you or to, or to make you anxious. That's right. Phil Leinberger, Phil I remember one of his sermons began uh, and he was being cheeky about it as he often is. He's, he's, he's saying, I, I turn on the TV, he was watching Fox News or maybe he was on the internet and something came up and the said, it said, right, the, the clickbait on it. He didn't call it clickbait, but that's what it was, was this is going to make you really angry. And he said to the congregation, exactly why do they think I'd want to click on that? <laughs> yes. <Right>. And some <laughs> right. do, Steve. Yes, yes. but that's what, that's what it's just like. Good. Yes, you're and doing that. A most lot people, do. Most people do. A don't. lot if, of do. If people, people do. didn't <laughs> click on it, you wouldn't get that as clickbait.
2: And I'm going to go back to what Steve said at the beginning when we started this conversation. He said, one of the things you've got to do is, is realize that The media is designed to get your eyeball on something, make you click something, or make you buy something.
0: I think a big message of this particular uh, scripture is, and I think it was Professor touched on this, don't let people poison your positive attitude. And me, I... I've got basically a sunny disposition. I, I I like to get up. I like to get at it. I like to work hard. I don't like to turn on stuff that is going to make me angry. I'd rather have a nice cup of coffee, stare at some artwork, or just chill for a little bit uh, to get my bearings before I go off out into the world. You're going to run into enough opposition. Don't invite opposition or anxiety into your life. That's that's the thing. We work so hard. You need to guard what you put in and just put in the stuff, be receptive to the stuff that is going to help you. Don't help them ruin your day. To make you more anxious. We're getting down to the end of the podcast. I'm going to get off my soapbox, and uh, I remember when, before I go to the rest of the panel, I'm just going to bring this up. It's kind of a tangent. I uh, am a, a MC host, and I was a DJ, and I had to do my own high school reunion, and so these people have known me for years, and so. They tried to, you know, just jab you, of course, and at the end, and they gave me a gift and told me if, it, if I was better, that uh, I would have gotten a better gift, which is a, you know, kind of a play a joke on me. And so when I grabbed the mic, I told them, I go, this is so special. I'm going to remember this moment at least until I get to my car. And my wife was laughing so hard and I like I told her it is in our own possession the ability and it's our right if we have a positive attitude to keep it it's yours you you have that right you don't have to let things affect you and I think as Christian men oftentimes we have the role, we're kind, we're helpful, uh, we're God-fearing, we want to set a good example. And so we allow, sometimes we allow this stuff to creep into our life to make it far more anxious than it should be.
4: I think we forget that grace is renewed in the morning, and then the worries can be set aside and just let it be renewed.
0: Excellent, Kyle Trahan, very nice. It's deep. <laughs> that's why they call him the deacon. Going to go uh, to Professor Koshu for some final thoughts uh, on this lesson from you.
2: Yeah, so, and, and Kyle just said it, grace renews every morning. I think that's a great statement. Bill talked about it as well, but it really goes down to verse nine. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me put into practice and put into practice. The word there is the Greek word is actually "prasso," and it means to practice. But more importantly, it's also defined as perform repeatedly or habitually. And it's something we talk about all the time about exercising your faith muscle habits take 10 days to form and two days to break. And you need to come in and do that spiritual walk every day you know read your scripture. spend some time in prayer and meditation that's how you avoid this anxiousness i mean will it help will you still be anxious yeah you're going to be but but i think it helps at a minimum with the degree of it as you look into because it's it 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 helps you put perspective on things and it helps you move it from that worry to prepare mode that we kind of talked about a little bit. Right, right. Judge Michael Cropper. Yeah, Bill,
3: uh, I'm, I'm thinking about um, what Robert just said, practical issues. Uh, folks, we, we deal with worrying stressful things every day and you know how to turn off most of them anyway. Uh, the author of our, our book gave a, a list of things, he says, and I call it trust the pilot, which uh, Kyle referred to at the beginning of the, uh, the book. There was a story about uh, an individual going up through the clouds and not being able to see around the airplane. And I, uh, he said he started getting nervous. And when they broke the clouds on the jet or the airplane he was in, then he could see again. Then he wasn't nervous anymore. That was his suggestion. So my first statement is trust the pilot. And, uh, of course, we believe that Jesus Christ is in, in charge of our life uh rejoice in the lord what faith faith (laughs) yes faith absolutely good question good point rejoice in the lord even if you don't feel like it uh steve brought this up uh the one of the author's points is if if things just don't look good go to christian therapy uh find a counselor a christian care counselor avoid petty arguments or disagreements Mm -hmm. Remember Euodia and Sintiti or how do you want to pronounce Sintichi. their names, Bill? <laughs> uh, woman, woman,
0: and woman too.
3: <laughs> and, and of course, the, the guys have mentioned this. I, I forget which one said it. Reject thoughts which do not magnify truth, virtue, wholesome, and beauty. If the news makes you stressed out, avoid the news. I think Steve said that, or and, and Bill re, reassured that. Stay away from things that are going to cause you to be stressed out. Okay, I'm almost done. A couple things real quick. Um, The reason why worry kills more people than work is that more people worry than work. (laughs) And that's that's Robert Frost. Okay, and then a day of worry is more exhausting than a day of work. And that's John Lubbock. And finally, finally, folks, uh, if you saw Indiana Jones in the last crusade, I'm going to tell you what really works for me when, the, when I just can't let go of anything at all. Uh, Indiana Jones was trying to, to grab the Holy Grail at the end of the movie. And his father was holding his hand to keep him from dropping into the chasm of death. And uh, Indy is trying to reach the Holy Grail. And it's just out of his reach. And if he reaches it, if he stretches too far, his dad's going to drop him into the chasm. His dad looks at him, holds on him, pulls on him and says, let it go, Indiana. And I'm going to tell you, the Lord has to grab hold of me sometimes and just say, let it go, Mike. Just let it go. Walk away from it.
0: Anyway, Bill? Excellent. Excellent. Uh, And some final thoughts, uh, Steve Titch.
1: I I can't add anything to that. Got his... That is one of my favorite movies, and it is a great scene. It it wraps up that movie very well, um, yeah. but in line with that, uh, you know, we were talking about certainly certainly going to the Lord and and Scripture and worship and praise. All of that is is our good uh, antidotes to worry and anxiety. But certainly, there are plenty of secular things out there as well, including uh, Indiana Jones. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, a good, you know, don't, so don't, 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 don't give short, short shrift to the things you love or the things that pull you back, whether it's a good movie or uh, Miles Davis's uh, sketches of Spain uh, or. Excellent
4: nice one. <laughs> Excellent. Nice.
1: Um, And, uh, or other, other things that, that certainly fit the list, uh, that, that Paul gives that about truth, honorable, just pure, lovely, and commendable. Uh, they're all, they're all things that, uh, that remind you there's a lot going on in this life other than, other than worry.
0: Excellent. And with that, thanks so much for tuning in. This has been podcast number 197. Um, Just remember, you're a man. This is Man Up. You're in control. Don't be anxious. Uh, So on behalf of our producer, Mr. Steve Titch, Michael Cropper, Robert Koshu, Kyle Trahan, my name's Bill Cox, and this is Man Up, spiritual oasis for men. We're on this uh, No Church Answers Tour, so check out our new YouTube channel. So whether you found us on Facebook, SoundCloud, where we archive all of our podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Pray.com. If you have a question or comment, you can post it. You can go to our Facebook page or www.man-upspiritualoasis.com, our website, and post it there. And if you are still in quarantine, I have no doubt that you're just about out and able to attend church. But if you're not, Check out the Sugarland Baptist Church streaming service. It's at sugarlandbaptist.org and it starts Sundays at 9:45. And when quarantine is over, we encourage each and every one of you to join a local Bible-based church. Why local? So you'll go and find a small group, ABF, Adult Bible Fellowship, or, or Sunday School class that you can join for weekly deep discussions like this. And find one that is men only. And if there is one, start one. This is Man Up. You've been listening to Man Up. you want I want the truth.
1: You can't handle the truth.
0: Dedicated to the uncommon man. Created by equally uncommon men.
3: If I were the man I was five years ago, I'd take a flamethrower
1: to this place. You
0: can contact us on Facebook under Man-Up. Post questions and we'll answer them right here on the Man Up podcast.